up close with Carlos Sang, celebrating art, entertainment and the human spirit. Uh, welcome to another episode of Up Close with Carlos Sang. My next guest is about to play Polly in a brand new production of Crazy For You at Chichester Festival Theatre. Her credits range from Wicked to Sunny Afternoon to South Pacific. Uh, I'm so excited to be introducing Carly Anderson to the podcast. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me, Carlos. It's lovely to be here. Um, yeah, so I'm a huge Gershwin fan, so I'm super looking forward to seeing Crazy For You. Um, how familiar were you with Gershwin and with this material in particular before you went into the show? I think it's hard not to be familiar with Gershwin, even if subliminally you don't necessarily know his music. It's in there somewhere. His music is so well known and considering that most of it was written, you know, neat near enough a century ago, it's amazing how it stood the test of time. And the classics like Someone to Watch Over Me and They Can't Take That Away From Me, which were obviously made famous by Sinatra and then all these other songs as well, made famous by Judy Garland and Ella Fitzgerald. It's, these songs are just so well known. And at the time when they came out, they were it was the popular music of the time. So... 100 years on well almost I mean it's about 90-ish isn't it so they are they are still such such beautiful songs and so well known and a joy a joy to sing every night as well crazy for you itself I wasn't hugely familiar with I obviously knew about the musical but when it was first in the West End I was three so the opportunity to see it obviously didn't, didn't come around very often. So it's amazing to be a part of it 30 years on from then. It's, it's a wonderful show. And if, yeah, if, if you love Gershwin, it's one to come see for sure. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> it's, this wonderful like, celebration of Gershwin's music. Um, what was it about Polly which really drew you to the show as well? And has there been anything about Polly which you were able to identify within yourself too? Yes, definitely. Definitely able to identify with myself. She is a wonderful character. I love, love going on her journey every evening in the show. She's really headstrong and feisty. And I think lots of people would love to use the word tomboyish. I don't think she is. I, I find her to be very feminine and really in touch with her femininity as well. So that side of things I mean I feel like I'm fairly in touch with my femininity so I can relate to her in that sense but also her feistiness and the fact that she really knows what she wants and she's so independent and not afraid to ask and do things either you know not not afraid to ask for things and she will do pretty much anything to get what she wants as well so I like that about her I like how strong she is and strong-willed the character itself, I mean, and what she does within the show is also hugely appealing for me. I've never done a role that incorporates so many skills <laughs> in one. Quite often, I think with, with leading roles at this level, they're either more, more focused on the singing and the acting rather than the dancing side of things as well. And I haven't danced like this really since I was at college and uh, since I trained. So to be able to try and find a hole again <laughs> has been hugely challenging. 
um, but also really, really enjoyable. What a joy to be able to, to dance Susan Stroman's choreography. She is genius, really, actually, with her choreography and the creativity within it is, is wonderful. So, yeah, I'm very much enjoying being able to have all three things going on at once. It's, it's usually challenging, but also very, very rewarding. Yeah, um, Susan Stroman, you know, she is this internationally acclaimed director and choreographer. You know, she actually, you know, she won the Olivier and Tony for her work in the original Crazy For You on Broadway and yeah. in the West End. Um, what have the conversations been like with uh, Susan on developing, you know, this brand new production of Crazy For You? We were talking about this as a cast the other day. We are so lucky at the moment to have Susan Stroman up with us, but we also have some original members of the Broadway production and the West End production here who are assisting Susan and getting this musical up and running. We have um, Angelique Ilo, we have Stacey Holt, we have um, Richard who was in the original production in the West End as well. And it's amazing to have their experience having been in it. We also have um, Sally Horto, whose father was one of the original producers on Broadway. And it's amazing to be in this room with these people who have such history with the production. They have so many stories and they have so many anecdotes to share with us, but also it holds huge sentimental value for all of them. None more so I think for Stroh, whose um, late husband, Mike Auckland, was the original director. But for everyone, it's just, you can see how emotional it is for them to be able to be reviving this 30 years on. It's, it's wonderful to be a part of. Yeah, it has been 30 years since those like original productions of Crazy For You. Yeah. Um, why do you think this story is still so resonant? And why do you, do you feel like now feels like a particularly good time to be telling the story again? I think it's the tonic that everyone needs. The pandemic has not been easy for anyone. Uh, London and the West End were hit very hard. Um, and also, you know, just, just in terms of everyone, regardless of you know, creed or anything, you know, it's, it's everyone really, really needs a bit of joy in their life right now, I feel. We've all had such a hard time of it. And some people have had a really, really awful time. So this, this production is just, is so joyful. Regardless of whether you like musicals, regardless of whether you like Gershwin, regardless of whether, you know, you normally come to the theatre or not, I think you would be very, very hard pushed to not come and leave with a huge smile on your face it's funny they're the big production numbers there's so much going on in them there's something for everyone I think in the show it's it's yeah it's just really joyful we always use this word joyful but it is it's packed full of joy yeah, you're also um, getting to work with uh, Charlie Stemp, of course, who's playing Bobby. Um, you know, what has it been like working together as well and, you know, developing that chemistry between Bobby and Polly? He, he's really great to work with, you know. Uh, I'd never met Charlie before. I had lots of friends who had been in productions with him previously and he's very talented. He's a really, really talented lad and annoyingly also really, really lovely. 
he's, he's, he's got the full package. He's very talented and also just a really, really nice guy. So supportive as well with what we're doing. A lot of the, the stuff we do together on stage, we are so reliant on one another. A lot of the partner work and also our scene work together requires us to just be really on board with one another and really supportive. And thankfully he, yeah, he has that in spades. He's a very supportive actor. It's great. What a joy to be on stage with him every night. He's, he's lovely. Yeah, uh, Chichester is also a really special place for theatre fans, of course, as well. Um, why do you think um, Chichester Festival Theatre is so well-renowned as a producing house in the industry? This is a theatre that I've wanted to work at for a long time, actually. I was very lucky enough to work with Daniel Evans many years ago um, up at the Sheffield Crucible and have been dying to work at Chichester <laughs> since he came on board here. I think... What's amazing is that there seems to be a parallel in our production and what the theatre does for Chichester as a town. I feel like a lot of things are centred around the theatre in Chichester. There seems to be a huge community around about the theatre. This morning I took my son to an amazing um, children's show out on the, the lawn in front of the theatre. And they seem to be really, really focused on building the community around about the theatre, making sure that there are things to do that, that pull people in from, from different, for different ages as well. You know, they have a community choir as well, which they, which they were rehearsing for in the foyer there. And what's amazing is that Crazy For You is basically about how a theatre can change a community, how it can bring people together and bring them happiness. And I think that's definitely what Chichester strives to do and is doing extremely well. The productions here seem to, every, everyone in the town seems to come and see them, which is amazing. And also it pulls people from all over the country to come down to Chichester. And I know from being in the industry that every actor is dying to come and work here because it, with that, it draws and entices amazing directors, amazing choreographers, amazing actors to be able to come and work here, which is which is why everyone wants to come here. And it's when you're here, it's so enjoyable, right? I mean, Chichester is beautiful. <laughs> and the theatre itself is gorgeous as well. And where it's situated within the town is just lovely. It's there's not many places like it, I don't think, in the United Kingdom, regional theatres. And this is definitely, definitely my favourite I've worked at. Yeah, uh, Chichester, as you say, is such a lovely town as well. Um, what's your favourite thing to do or place to go in Chichester when you're not working? So last Sunday was our first sort of day off that we had. So we all packed in the cars and we all went down to West Wittering, actually, and spent the day at the beach, which was beautiful, but so busy, so busy. Um, so I think this weekend we're going to try and go somewhere a bit quieter. But we... We went to the cathedral and we've had a little walk around. I actually am staying in a really pretty little street just off of Pride Park. And that park itself is just gorgeous. There's beautiful Pride in the middle of it. And uh, there's bowls and there's a beautiful little play park. They've got a little cafe. There's, there's so much of Chichester that we've yet to explore as well. And um, so I'm hoping that on the days off that we have in the lead up, once we've got 
this section out of the way and we're open and running a bit better uh, i hope to explore a bit more of chichester for sure yeah uh, you've gotten to spend some of your career you know working in and outside of london as well um how would you compare the experience working in the regions compared to in london i love working in london but london's very busy and even in the company that you're working with everyone's very busy and they've all got a million things to do that day london's you know it's the rat race everyone's on their own agenda and has so many things to do so in that sense i don't necessarily think there's a, the same community feel that you get when you are all kind of put in the one place and you have to spend the time together so i think what's amazing is that you create really great friendships with people because you're spending a lot of time together and i also think that it then translates really well to the production so when you're watching us all on stage, I hope that you can see that we're all really good friends and we are all having such a great time. Um, I know a few years ago you were also um, on tour, on the international tour of Wicked as well. Um, I was curious, you know, how has that experience, uh, you know, playing to audiences abroad informed the way that you play to audiences back home in the UK? That's a good question. I had a brilliant time on the international tour. And we went to some incredible places, uh, Hong Kong, Singapore, and then up to the Philippines. Every single audience that we had in these amazing countries was, was very different. And you have to uh, figure out how, how the audience responds. I mean, one of the main challenges I think over there was that we had is that the, quite a lot of the places we went to there was translations at the side of the stage so sometimes you have to almost wait a little bit for people to to catch up with their reading or uh don't wait for the laugh because it might not come <laughs> <laughs> but i think it's that collective feeling when you are on a stage and it's very much collective experience that you have with the audience and it's being aware of how they are feeling as well so that then you can adapt your performance to suit. You know, if um, people might take a little bit longer to warm up, some people might, yeah, for, for example, be reading something or some people might be uh, watching a BSL interpreter. It could be all of these different things. And you have to be, you have to be aware of, I think, the energy that you get from an audience, how it is they're feeling that day. It might be a midweek show and everyone's feeling a bit tired. So, you know, let's let's get some more energy on stage. Let's let's try and lift them up with us. Or, you know, it might be a Friday or a Saturday night and everyone's had a gin and tonic or two. So then you're like, okay, great. They're really up for it. Let's go for it a bit more. So it's, it's that collective experience and making sure that you are being as responsive to the audience as they are to you. Yeah, I think it's really amazing as well to see like how um, there is that love for theatre, you know, all over you know the country and the regions, but also uh, internationally as well. Um, I was curious as well, you know, for yourself, you know, growing up in Scotland, how much theatre did you get to see growing up? And, you know, how did that love for musical theatre develop? My love for musical theatre took a little while to get to where it is today. And that is partly to do with where I grew up. I grew up in quite a small community in the, the north of the northeast of Scotland in Murrayshire. And there was drama groups and Amdram and I went to dance classes and singing. But the opportunity to then take that further didn't didn't come naturally. There wasn't there wasn't many people I knew who went off and did this career. And when I was in school, 
none of the career advisors necessarily could tell me how to go about it either. This was before the you know the huge birth of the internet as well you know there was you get on the internet but it was dial-up tone days you know so there wasn't there wasn't all this you know knowledge and information that wasn't hugely available at the time so it was harder to get hold of it harder to figure things out and harder to to do it I suppose so it wasn't until I think I got into my teens that I started to realize that oh actually I, I think I could maybe people actually get paid to do this maybe I could maybe I could make you know make a go of this so it wasn't then and what wasn't then until I think the passion for musicals itself came about before then I just loved it I just loved performing and I loved the singing and the dancing it wasn't I didn't realize it would be a, a you know a career path and when I did that was when I went hell for leather after that and didn't really stop and I had some amazing opportunities that came about. I trained at Knightsbridge Secondary School in, in Glasgow and they have the Dance School of Scotland there. And had I not been there, I wouldn't have gone anywhere else, I don't think. They gave me the foundations and all the skills I needed to, to be able to progress and take it further. Yeah, um, you've also gotten to work on, you know, a number of classic shows over your career, you know, from My Fair Lady to Sound of Music to Now Crazy For You. Um, were you always more drawn to you know, the more classic musical theatre material rather than some of the more contemporary stuff? Yes, I, from a very young age, loved Julie Andrews, used to watch all the Rodgers and Hamstein films and I love Audrey Hepburn, you know, I used to watch My Fair Lady all the time. So I think my experience with that side of things was always on the more classic side of things rather than the modern and also at the time when I was learning about musicals that was the go-to as I got into my teens you know some of the more contemporary musicals started to come out you know like Wicked and Rent and things like that they started to appear at that time but when I was learning about it there was still still mainly most of the classics about you know it was revivals of things or Android Weber shows and things like that so my experience from it was definitely more on the classical side of things and I think when I when I graduated as well it's it's it was more that my I think my voice maybe lends itself more to those kind of shows as well uh I have definitely more of a classical voice than 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 pop and I don't know if you will ever find me in a pop or a jukebox musical although I have done some so I can I can adapt a little bit but I definitely love the classics as well I I love all those shows and they hold a special place in my heart because it just reminds me of my childhood I suppose yeah Uh, do you have any dream roles or shows that you'd like to do after crazy for you gosh there are many shows that I would love to do quite a lot of parts that I wanted to play I think I'm a little too old for now unfortunately (laughs) I'm getting that way I'm getting a little bit past the sort of ingenue and into the sort of more mature roles which which I'm not I'm not sad about either I'm very much enjoying and I look forward to exploring you know my career and seeing where it goes with those parts as well and hopefully if roles come about that are more mature and more characterful I'd be yeah willing to grab them with both hands there are there are lots of roles in musicals that are dreamy I mean 
I mean, the only one for me, I think, in the West at the moment that I would still love to have a go at would probably be would probably be Mary Mary Poppins. Oh. Um, again, because I was obsessed with the film when I was a kid, and I loved the Charlie Stamps going back into it in um, after summer as well. And but unfortunately, it's closing, I believe, in January, which is rather sad. But it may may take a tour in the UK or something. Who knows? But yes. that's definitely a role I'd like to do. Have there have you had the chance to see uh, many shows as well yourself since theatres have reopened? Um, do you have much booked going in the future as well? I have seen a few shows, but not not as many as I would have liked, unfortunately. I actually live in Edinburgh, so the theatre scene in Edinburgh took a much longer time to come back than than London did. Things kind of managed to get back up and running a bit sooner, and the restrictions in Scotland were slightly greater, which unfortunately meant that lots of things that were also going out on tour then were cancelled because the Scottish legs of the tour couldn't couldn't it couldn't happen because the restrictions were still in place. Uh, but things are really up and running again now, which is great. The Edinburgh Festival is back this year and lots of touring productions are coming back there now, which is great. I am really hoping to get over and see the play that's um, over in the Minerva. I have a friend in that, so I'm looking forward to seeing that in a few weeks' time. And yes, hopefully once um, I'm back in London, I'll be able to catch some more shows there. Yeah. Uh, what do you hope uh, audiences will take away from seeing Crazy For You as well? Aside from a rather large smile on your face, I think that I think the audiences will be I think the audiences will be blown away by these big production numbers and the tap dancing and the music and the orchestra. The orchestra is phenomenal, by the way. Just as a side note, <laughs> the orchestra are incredible and. It's one of those musicals that's just going to whisk you away and make you laugh and hopefully make you cry a little bit. It's It's got everything. It's rare that a musical sort of has all these ingredients, you know, that make up a, a great show. The tap dancing, the, the singing, the beautiful score and, you know, the orchestra is sumptuous. It's gorgeous. So... I think that audiences were just going to leave with a huge, huge grin on their face and hopefully just have a really bloody great time. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely really looking forward to seeing the show. Um, just as a last question, what advice would you give to an aspiring young performer today? Aspiring young performer today. Watch everything, go see everything, learn from your peers and work hard. This is a really tough industry and unfortunately at the moment is very oversubscribed, but that doesn't mean that you can't still go for it. If you have the passion and drive there and you work hard and you are nice, be nice, yeah, be kind. I think those are things that we often forget about. Um, you, you can work hard and be a really hard worker, but you know, you, you have to be someone that everyone wants to be in a room with every day and work with. So be kind and work hard. That's my thing. Be kind, work hard. <laughs> Carly Anderson, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much, Carlos. It was really lovely to meet you.